wonderful thing that we know. And as we look to you, Father, we know that we're captivated by your love. And you cause our lives to never, ever, ever be the same. We honor you and we worship you and we adore you today. Hallelujah. Was anyone in here glad to see 2020? You know, everyone didn't get this opportunity to see this first Sunday in 2020. My closest aunt as a child growing up spent a lot of time, a lot of nights over her house. She transitioned on yesterday, and she didn't get a chance to see this first Sunday. And sometimes we just take for granted that uh, waking up is automatic. And uh, it's the grace of God and the goodness of God. So what I want to do is just take about 10, 15 seconds. And I want you to give God a 2020 praise like you are glad you made it into another year. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Come on, you can do better than that. Glory. Hallelujah. Well, I just want you all to remain standing for a moment. God was certainly good to us in 2019. We set a goal to help uh, 3,000 people or help people take 3,000 steps in 2019. And that was steps that would connect them to God, connect them to family, connect them to purpose, and connect them to community. And I am glad to say that was 750 per quadrant. I am glad to say that we surpassed all of our goals in every quadrant. Can we just go ahead and give God glory for that today? And so in further celebration of all that God did for us in 2019, I just want you to remain standing. This will not take long. We put together a 2019 recap video. Go ahead and enjoy the 2019 recap video. We have an event for everybody. That means if you're single or if you're married. Let's connect.
Here, your children will be going on an African adventure during Adventure Bible School. Praise God. Thank you all for your contribution. Please remain standing for a moment, and there's more uh, to it than that. You all don't get to see a lot of the things that we do behind the scenes, what your generous contributions go towards, your time that you serve and you give. So I just want to highlight, and this is not all, but just highlight some of the things that you all allowed us to do in 2019. And so we partnered with Reflections of 20, and we saw, we assisted uh, with feeding over 500 people during the sur Summer Serve Project. We purchased a brand new AC unit for their facility. We purchased a new hand jack battery for the facility, which is utilized to move heavy pallets. We purchased computer equipment uh, to the old launch of a school entrepreneur's startup program for Powder Springs Elementary School. We painted the restrooms for 700 kids within that school. For Hendricks Elementary, we provided a monetary seed to supplement for children with no lunch money or not enough so those that could not pay their lunch bills. Linked Up Church paid off their lunch bills so that they could have lunch throughout the year. For the Atlanta Union Mission, the youth shelter, we provided meals for over 65 people. At the Shepherd's Inn, a men's shelter, we provided meals for over 300 people. Uh, for Hill Grove, McEachern, and Hiram High School, their JV and varsity football teams, we provided pregame meals. We provided uniforms for their step teams and other various needs for schools right here in this community. For families and friends, we provided monetary aid to a family that lost their home and most of their belongings due to a fire. We provided monetary aid to numerous families, single mothers, single fathers, college scholarships to those who were affected by the government shutdown. And we can go on and on and on. You all have donated shoes. You donated coats. Folks, we are making an impact in the Powder Springs community because of your contributions. Why don't you give yourselves another big round of applause. All right. For those of you all that are new to Linked Up Church, this church started on January the 5th, January the 4th, 2014. And if you all don't know, most churches fail that start up and, and start mobile and really do everything from the ground up. Most churches fail within the first three to five years. Well, on this Sunday, we celebrate our six-year anniversary as linked up to. Come on, let's thank God for that. Not only are we celebrating six years, but we get to celebrate it in a, a building that we can call our own, that we can call home. And uh, it's a beautiful building that God has graced us with, but I don't want you to get comfortable in it. Because God has more. I 
said, God has more. I said, God has more. I said, God has more. Now, before I pray over our message today, I just want to set it up. Before you all are seated, uh, this happened in the first services as well. We want you all, if there's a seat next to you, and we literally had to shuttle people over from the Croakers to get in the building. And so if, you, if there's a seat next to you, we just want you to scoot in. We're going to fill up the front row as well. That's as you're being seated. But if you already notice it, you can begin this process. Before I minister this message on today, I want to prepare our hearts. And before I pray, I think this is what the Spirit of God is dealing with me about. I, I, no, not, not seated yet. I'm getting ready to pray. they like, let, let me hurry up. I've been standing up for about 30 minutes. i got to stand up the whole service. All right, I just want you to hear something in your spirits. This is a unique, unique opportunity for us here at Linked Up Church and for churches all over the world. Since we've been doing our 21 days of prayer and fasting, this is the first time that we not only get to set ourselves up for a great year, we get to set ourselves up for a great decade. So, So what I really want you to zero in on is I'm getting ready to set myself up not for just a great year, but for a great decade. And I want you to start believing for not will only this be the best year of my life, but this will be the best decade. This next 10 years will be the best 10 years of my life. Anybody want to press in for that? All right, let's pray, and then we're going to get into what God has for us on today. And so, Father, we are, of course, thankful to see another year. We know that you don't exist in time, and you didn't change because the calendar year changed. You are the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So as we prepare our hearts to enter into 21 days of pursuing you, Father, may you give each individual a specific word and a specific assignment that you have for them. And tailor make this year and decade specifically the way you placed it in their hearts to do it. And so, Father, as I have decreased, you have increased. It is less of me and more of you. My tongue is connected to my spirit, and I speak today as I ought to speak the oracles of God, and you grant me the ability to do it with simplicity. And Father, my prayer is that not one person will walk out of here the same way that they came in. And just like Minister Bernard prophesied, Father, we will have a spirit that desires to get out of our comfort zones and to walk out on the water. And to do things that have never been done and to impact places that have never been impacted in such great ways. All so that we can give you all the glory. And so, Father, have your way today in Jesus' name. And everyone that agrees with that prayer, shout it. Amen. Amen. Just love on someone as you're being seated. And remember to scoot in if there is a seat next to you. Praise God. I'm excited this morning. Is anyone else excited this morning? God, my wife and I, uh, 2019 ended up being one of, if not the best years of our lives. And uh, we know 2020 will be even better. And so there's so many new people around Linked Up Church. How many of y'all have never before spent 21 days in prayer and fasting? Raise your hand. Look around the room. That's a bunch of people. And so the Lord led me to minister on why Connect 21. 
Because as a pastor, I understand that when people don't know why and they don't understand, they don't do. And so my job is to make sure that you understand why we do this and why it's so important for you to participate in what God is doing in this church. And so the title is Why Connect 21. The uh, Uversion Bible app is the best way to follow along. All the notes are right there. Just go to the events section, click on Linked Up Church, and then follow along. But add notes to those notes because I'll give you more than what's in that outline on today. Let's read our foundation text today. We've got a couple of them, two of them. Matthew chapter 5, verse 6 says, the New King James Version, why connect 21? It says, blessed. The Amplified says, fortunate, happy, to be envied are those who hunger, those who crave, and thirst for righteousness. For they shall be filled. And so when you have a hunger for the things of God and you have a thirst for the things of God, I mean, no, God will increase your capacity. You will never demand more from God than what he's able to provide. And so when you maintain a, a hunger and you crave for more of God, I mean, no, he will fill you to capacity. And so I want to encourage you to stay thirsty this year, my friend. Stay thirsty. The Message Bible reads that verse this way. You're blessed when, you're, when you've worked up a good appetite for God. His food and drink is the best meal you'll ever eat. Something about spiritual maturity, when you learn that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Father, you will have tapped into one of the greatest resources ever known to mankind. The more time you spend in the Word, the more time you spend in prayer, the more God fills you up with himself. And how I many know when God fills you up with himself, You'll have more love than you'll ever need, more joy than you'll ever need. You'll have more peace than you'll ever need because everything that God is will exude you and come out from you from the inside out. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, the Passion Translation reads this way. So above all, constantly chase after the realm of God's kingdom and the righteousness that proceeds from him then all these less important things will be given to you abundantly. A lot of times we have this backwards. We chase after the things, and then we ask God to bless us. All God is saying, chase after me, and I'll bless you with all of the lesser things. But I'll not only bless you with them, I'll bless you with them in abundance. You'll always have clothes to wear. You'll always have a roof over your head. You'll always have more food than you'll need to eat. I'll always give you more than what you need to live because you decided to chase after me. Something about seeking God first at the beginning of the year. I prophesy over this entire audience that you will never come in second in any area of your life where you put God first. You will never come in second. You put him first in your relationships, you'll have a first-class marriage. You put him first in your raising your children, you'll raise godly children. That doesn't mean that there won't be challenges, but the end result is they will come out worshiping, praising God, and serving God. You put God first in your finances, you'll never experience brokenness a day in your life. You put God first in your career, you'll never be without a job. Whatever you put God first in, you'll never come in second. Now, prayer and fasting is for people who have a genuine desire for deeper intimacy with the Lord and knowledge of God's perfect will for their lives. Folks, I want to make sure that you understand, I can't tell you what God's will is for your life. 
There's no human being on the planet that can tell you what God's will is for your life. But your heavenly father, he longs to tell you specifically what his purpose is for your life. But it will not happen automatically. If you don't set time, push the plate back, remove the distractions, decide to watch less television, be on social media less. I mean, no, you're not going to get divine will and purpose for your life without certain sacrifices. Prayer and fasting is the key to obtaining open doors, miraculous provision, healing, God's special touch in your life. Every assignment has a birthplace. Anything that God has ever called you to do, anything that God has ever instructed you to do, it has a birthplace. And that birthplace is called the place of prayer. When God has placed a dream inside you, when he's given you a burden that only he can make possible, an area of your life that you need to get free from, I mean, you need to pray and to fast. A lot of times we're trying to mentally assent to stuff. Take this away from me, God. But we're not spending time in prayer, time in the Word. I mean, when you spend time in the prayer and the Word, then anything that is not like God can't exist there anyway. And so you have positioned yourself for things that didn't come from him to be removed from your life. Now, letter A on your outline for today, there are three duties of mankind. According to Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 through 18, there are three duties of mankind. Number one, in the context of this verse, uh, we're going to read verses or chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. Number one is to give. And let's talk about what type of giving he's defining right here. Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 through 4 says, Take heed, New King James Version, that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Now, a lot of times we misread that. He did not say that you couldn't do your charitable deeds before people. He said don't do it before people to be seen by people. And so the issue is your motive, not that you can't give or help people in front of other people. The issue is your motive. Is that what you're doing it for? And I would caution everyone in here today to never try to judge anyone else's motives because you can't judge someone else's motive. Just understand why you do what you do and pray for everybody else. Just make sure your motives are right and stop worrying about everybody else's. He says here, otherwise you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Therefore, when you do a charitable deed, do not sound a trumpet from you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, for they may have glory from men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But when you do a charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing that your charitable deed may be in secret. And that word secret there means in private. Are you getting ready to see over these next three texts? And I hope you catch this in your spirit, and I hope you believe for it. Anytime God says something two to three times, he is trying to get something across to you. The scripture says that in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established which means you can literally form doctrine when you can find the same thing written three different times in a text. So God is literally saying to you, what I'm getting ready to share with you, 
It is as sure as the nose on your face. You can go to the bank and trust that I will do exactly what I said I would do, which is why I'm saying it to you multiple times. Now let's pay attention to what he says. When you do your deed in secret or in private, and your father who sees in secret, watch this, will himself reward. Now I want to be very clear because a lot of times we do things for people and we expect to get the reward from the people that we did it for. And this is where we get all messed up trying to forecast who God wants to use to return our blessings back to us. I submit to you today, there are a million and one ways and billions of people that God can send into your life to reward you for what you did before him privately. Never look for it one way because God is an unconventional God, and that's what makes him God. He's usually going to do it in a way that you never expected it to come from because that's what makes him God. Now, let's understand what is it he's going to do. He says, I myself will reward. This word reward in the Hebrew means to repay or Greek means to repay, it means to perform, it means to recompense, it means to render, it means to requit or pay back, and it means to restore. God is literally promising you that whenever you help someone in private, I will personally give it back to you, and I'm going to repay you, I'm going to restore it back to you, and that is a great benefit from fasting. You get to take the money that you would have spent for food and help someone that is less fortunate than you. That is a big part of fasting that I'll read later on in the sermon is that because I'm not or I'm skipping a meal, who can I bless with the meal that I'm skipping? And God said, whatever you do for them, I will personally reward you for that. But that's not all he says here. He says here, and I will reward you openly. Now, this word openly here means shining. It means it'll be apparent. He's going to do it publicly. It'll happen externally, and it will appear before all. So because you decided to do everything that you're going to do to help people less fortunate to you in private, doesn't mean that other people can't see it, but your motive for doing it was not that other people could see it. God said, I'm going to do something for you that's going to cause you to shine, and it's going to be so apparent to other people, and it's going to bless you in so many ways that other people will literally say, I know only God could have done something like that for them. Folks, I am declaring over your life today that God is going to do things for you that others will look at that and say, wait a minute, I know where they came from. They don't have enough education. I know their background. I know they don't have the resources to live and drive and do all of the things that I see them doing. I know it was only God that could have done that for them. Folks, you better get ready for God to do things for you that you cannot do for yourself. And he said, because you chose to do things privately, I'll do it so that everyone can see what I'm doing in your life. Boy, I wish I had a better amen in this place today. Number two duty of mankind is to pray. Verse 5 and 6 says, and if you pray, is that what it says, New King James Version? What does it say? What does it say? What does it say? It does not say if you pray. It says when you pray. You shall not be like the hypocrites, the stagehands and actors. 
for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets. Why? So that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. So I need you to see two areas now. When you give privately, he rewards openly. When you pray privately, he rewards openly. Let's look at one more. Third duty of mankind is to fast. How many of y'all have never fasted before? Raise your hand. You've never fasted. All right, good. good. Good deal of people. That's why we're taking the time to do this today. Matthew 6, 16 through 18, New King James Version says, Moreover, if you fast, what does it say? Yeah. What does it say? Yeah. So then it's expected from Jesus that we fast. Is that accurate? So moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear to men to be fast. So in other words, don't go around, man, it's tough, boy. This 15th day, I'm struggling today. I mean, you know, when we do that, we do that for people. And that becomes your reward. It says, but when you fast, you see that? But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face. In other words, look your very best so that you do not appear to men to be fasting, but to your father who is in the secret place and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. So I'm giving you three ingredients to this 21 days of prayer and fasting. You should be seeking to help people that are less fortunate than you. You should spend quality time in prayer privately, but we also will get together corporately, and you should set aside time to fast. Now, if you don't pray and spend time in the Word while you're fasting, you are just dieting. You are detoxing. You are doing a 10-day cleanse. Everybody clear? All right? Sometimes it's not always food. Some of you all need to fast social media. You'd be a millionaire if you spent as much time chasing God as you did scrolling. Highly successful people if they spent as much time just with God as they did swiping. For some of you all, it's television. For others, it's wrong company, bad friends. Some is not the right relationship, and you know it. You need to fast from it for 21 days so you can get clarity. I knew I wouldn't get a whole lot of amens right there. I'm meddling. Let's just keep going. Some things won't change in your life. Listen very carefully. Letter A under there. Some things won't change in your life without both prayer and fasting. Go with me to Mark chapter 9, and let's begin reading at verse 14. Mark chapter 9, verse 14 says, George stepped out because he thought I might call him up here on the stage. He said, let me get out of here just in case he want to bring me up on the stage. You all know what I'm talking about in a moment. I did have my eyes on him, though. I must have looked at him too long. Though. So, Russell, you're it again. Get ready. Matthew chapter 9, verse 14. And when he came to the disciples, he saw a great multitude around them and scribes disputing with them. Immediately when they saw him, 
all the people were greatly amazed and running to him, greeted him. And he asked the scribes, what are you discussing with them? Then one of the crowd answered and said, teacher, I brought my son who, is a, who has a mute spirit, and wherever it seizes him, it throws him down. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples that they should cast it out, but they could not. He answered him and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring him to me. That's the, the, the attitude. Then they brought him to him, and when he saw him, Russell, could you come up here on the stage for a moment? Because I want to give you a visual of what this looks like. And so when the man brings him to Jesus, when they brought him to him, and when he saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed him. He began convulsing. Just keep convulsing. And he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming at the mouth. Now, the one thing spiritual maturity, when, once you, you, you develop, just keep convulsing. Once you develop spiritually, listen very carefully. Don't miss this looking at that. Because all of this is going on and Jesus is paying no attention to it. What you've got to understand is sometimes the very thing that you pray for might get worse. Watch this now. So then he brought him to him, and when he saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed him, and he fell on the ground, wallowed, foaming at the mouth. So Jesus asked the father, watch this, while all of this is going, long, all, all going on, how long has he been like that? Jesus is not paying any attention to the outward movement because we walk by faith and not by sight. And a lot of times what the enemy will do, the very thing that you pray about, he'll kind of make it make noise so that you'll retreat. So how long has he been like this? How long has this been happening to him? And he said, from a childhood. And other, he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately, the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. How I many know we've all been there where something we've been praying about seems like it is not coming to pass? How I many know it's not an issue on God's end? You've got to raise your believing to the level of the challenge that you are currently facing. You're trying to get something bigger than what your capacity and your faith is able to actually release back into your life. So how do I get more faith? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if you've got an area of your life like that where it seems like it is getting worse, it seems like it is going backwards, you need to set the plate aside, cut the television off, spend as much time as the word in the word as you possibly can about that area of your life to raise your faith to the level of the challenge that you are currently in and then watch God release victory for you in your life. Okay? 
So notice the spirit is still convulsing and foaming at the mouth and doing all of that. Jesus told him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. The father cried out with tears, I believe, but just help my unbelief, help my disbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, watch this, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, deaf and dumb spirit, I command you. Notice this wasn't some deliverance service. Jesus didn't stand around him. I take authority over you now in the name of Jesus. You're going to come. He didn't do all of that, folks. We don't need to do all of those shenanigans. We have authority in the name of Jesus, and we can take authority over anything that's in our life that did not come from God. So he just rebuked the spirit, and he commanded the spirit. He said, you deaf and dumb spirit, come out of him. But watch this, folks. I want to show you something and teach you something. This is for spiritually mature people. After he commands the deaf and dumb spirit to come out of him and enter into him no more, the spirit cried out, convulsed him greatly. He got worse. So notice that's three times now. And it seems like the situation is getting bad. And that's not it, folks. Watch this. Then he became as one that is dead. Now, how I many you know most of us, when it gets to the point where it looks like it's dead, we quit right there. And we don't understand that our God specializes in raising dead things. Come on, somebody ought to help me in here today. And I came to tell you today, there are some things that have been dead in your life, and if you'll press in for these 21 days, God is going to resurrect finances. He's going to resurrect relationships. He's going to resurrect careers. He's going to resurrect ministries. If you will take the time, even when it looks like it's dead, to still believe God. Because it is not over until God says it's over. I need somebody to help me preach today and shout amen in this place. So now he's dead. Now he's dead. So the more it seemed like Jesus pressed in, the worse the situation looked. And you've got to understand the enemy is always going to deal in those five senses to try to get you off track. But the spiritually mature knows they pay no attention to that because we walk by faith and not by sight. So even when it looks dead, look what Jesus did. So Jesus took him by the hand while he looks dead, lifts him up, raises him up, and puts him on his feet. Now, how many of y'all know Russell was a good sport? That was a lot of convulsing on this hard floor here. That's $50, man. Get you some lunch on me, man. Just love you, bro. Okay? All right. Appreciate you, man. That's lunch for me. Some of y'all going to jump up the next time I need somebody for an illustration. I got you, Pastor. I got you. You understand what spiritually mature people do? They pay no attention to what's going on on the outside. They only pay attention to what God said. I pray that you don't miss that. Because some of the very things that you're getting ready to go after, they're going to get worse before they get better.
but when they get better, I'm getting ready to prophesy this to you. Jesus just not, he didn't just command that deaf and dumb spirit to come out of him. He said to enter into him no more. It's going to get worse so it can get better so that you never have to deal with it again. Let me try this side of the room. I said it's going to get worse before it gets better. Only so that you never have to deal with it ever again. I'm talking about never being broke again, never being sick again. Come on, never going without again. Whatever it is, come on, when God resurrects it, you'll never experience it again. Now, what is fasting? Biblical fasting is refraining from food, drink, for a spiritual purpose. I saw you, London, in the spirit realm. I'm going to release something into your life in this season. I saw you. Biblical fasting is refraining from food, drink, for a spiritual purpose. I actually knew you would wear white today. Literally saw you, so I know 100% this is for you. For a spiritual purpose, you'll help me, babe. Fasting brings in you into a deeper, more intimate, and powerful relationship with the Lord. For all you new people, there are different types of fast, different lengths of fast. Everyone is at different levels of spiritual growth. You need to challenge yourself where you're at, but everyone should do something. The Bible records many different circumstances, types, and lengths of fast. Joshua fasted for 40 days. Daniel partially fasted for 21 days, which is the one we're doing. Paul fasted once for three days and another for 14. Peter fasted three days, and Jesus fasted for 40 days. There are four types of fast that you'll see in the scripture. Letter A, it's the absolute fast. No food, no water. You must be under a doctor's supervision if you try to do that. In the natural, you can live all 21 days or 40 days with no food. You can only live about one week without water. Everybody clear? So I'm not recommending that to anyone. B, a normal fast, where it's no food, but you drink plenty of water or juice for the entire 21 days, and you can do that up to 40 days. Then there's the partial fast. This is the one we're doing, where you omit particular foods and drinks. Some refer to this as the Daniel fast. I'm not going to take the time today to go look at the verses, but you'll see them over in Daniel 1 and in Daniel chapter 10. In Daniel chapter 1, uh, Daniel and three of his friends were captured, right? Meshach, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, right? And so the prince or the governor of that time wanted to see if who was the wisest, his kids or the kids who came in uh, that were capture, captured from Jerusalem. And so Daniel spoke up and said he didn't want to defile himself with the portion of the king's meat. And he said, after 10 days, I want you to prove us. Let them eat the dainties, the sweets, the breads, and all of that, the meat, but we're just going to eat uh, fruits and vegetables and drink water and see if our countenance is not fair and fatter than the other boys. And we know at the end of those uh, 10 days, not only was their countenance fatter and fair, but they were more wiser than the kids of the world. We could say it that way. And then in John chapter 10, 
uh, you'll see that Daniel, he actually was in this particular captivity under three different governments. You'll see in Daniel chapter 10, the Lord had given him a vision and about the glory of a man. And how many know sometimes when God gives you a vision, that's all he gives you. Now you've got to pray and give birth to the details of that vision. Right? And, and because a lot of times the vision that God gives you is going to impact more than yourself, it's going to impact a whole lot of people. I mean, the enemy is not just getting ready to let you waltz through that without some kind of challenge. So David prayed, and he couldn't, or Daniel prayed, but he couldn't get understanding. So he set himself to pray for 21 days, and that's where the 21 days comes from, and that's where we're omitting certain foods. And so we're literally, again, it's all particular to you, and it's all in the book that I'll talk about at the end. And so what ends up happening while he's praying, uh, the angel, uh, uh, Mark, the archangel, uh, yeah, the archangel Michael, I keep forgetting, the archangel Michael comes to him and appears to him, and he said, I heard you the first day that you prayed. But for 21 days, I've been fighting with the prince of Persia in the air. And it took me 21 days to get this answer to you. Right? And so that's where our fast is a combination of those two moments. We're going to omit certain foods for certain time periods throughout the day. And we're going to do it for 21 days where we spend 21 days of prayer and fasting. Okay? Everybody clear on that? All right? Now. Then there's what's called the corporate fast. Now, I want to challenge something because a lot of people say a pastor can't call a church-wide pa uh, fast. He certainly can. How many know God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore? Go with me to 2 Chronicles chapter 20, right? A leader can call a fast for the entire assembly, right? Let me help you all understand something. A lot of times we want to see great power, but we're not all on one accord. Right? And give you an example of this, we want to grow our corporate prayer life here at Linked Up Church. There are over 4,000 people who call this their home, but only about 100 people show up for prayer on Saturday morning. And I know everyone doesn't have to work on Saturday morning. We just today don't make that important to us. And a lot of times we want a corporate anointing and we want corporate power without corporate commitment. And anytime you see great moves of God, they were all in one place and on one accord. Amen. And I love what Minister Kimberly said yesterday. The miracle is not being all in one place. We're all in one place right now. That doesn't mean we're all on one accord. The miracle is when you can get all the people that are in one place on one accord. So during this three weeks, starting this upcoming Saturday, we want to see at least 500 people in this worship center for prayer. Watch this. God will make you a millionaire. See, people will go crazy over that. Run around the room, shout. You say 500 people for prayer. We will have over 500 people every Saturday morning for the next three weeks in corporate prayer right in this worship center. Okay? Now, let's keep going. 2 Chronicles chapter 20 from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. 2 Chronicles chapter 20 verses 1 through 4. You'll notice anytime we go to 2 Chronicles chapter 20, we always read that the Jehoshaphat sent the choir out, right, against Mount Seir, Amen, all of the three armies that were coming against them. But we don't ever read what they did to put them in position for King Jehoshaphat to get the instructions to actually know what to do. So let's read verses 1 through 4. 
says, and it happened after this that the people of Moab and the people of Ammon, and we know Mount Seir and others uh, with them besides the Amorites, came to battle against Jehoshaphat. Then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, a great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria, and they are in Hazazan Tamar, which is in Gedi. And Jehoshaphat feared, watch this, and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord. All from all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. And notice when they all came to seek, they all received supernatural instructions, listen very carefully, that delivered them all. Now, I'm getting ready to read 10 benefits of fasting that corporately every single one of us can experience this if every single one of us participates. If we would just take Christianity as serious as other religions, religions do and other movements do, I mean, we'll be, we would be way further down the road. We've relegated Christianity to a Sunday experience. That's what I do on Sunday. And I live how I want to live Monday through Saturday. Right? If we could just be just as committed, we will do some things that will impact not just this city, not just this state, but this world. Amen. Folks, I don't know about you, but I want my life to count. Amen. Come on, do I have anybody else in here? Come on, I'm challenging us right now. I don't want to just be another church that shouts and praises God and run and is making no impact in this community. Now, let's talk about 10 benefits of fasting. I want to read it, and then I'll share the benefits. Isaiah chapter 58. See, most people fast, but they don't understand how does God want us to fast. We just do stuff without really understanding how to do it. And in Isaiah chapter 58, verses 1 through 12, he tells us how to do it and what our motive should be while doing it. He says, cry aloud and spare not, verse 1, Isaiah 58, New King James Version. It says, lift up your voice like a trumpet. Tell my people their transgression and the house of Jacob their sins. Yet they seek me daily and, to not, and delight to know my ways. As a nation, they did righteousness and did not forsake the ordinance of their God. They ask of me the ordinances of justice. They take delight in approaching God. Why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen? Why have we afflicted our souls, and you take no notice? It's all about them. In fact, in the days of your fast, you find pleasure, and you exploit all your labors. Indeed, you fast for strife and debate, and to strike uh, with the fist of wickedness. You will not fast as you do this day to make your voice heard on high. Fasting is not about you getting God to do what you want him to do. Fasting is about you doing what God wants you to do. Oh, I need a little better amen in this place today. Verse 5. It is a fast that I have chosen. A day for a man to afflict his soul. Is it to bow down his head like a bulrush, to spread out sackcloth and ashes? Would you call this a fast, an acceptable day of the Lord? Is not this the fast that I have chosen? To loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, 
to let the oppressed go free and that you break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry, as I talked about earlier, and that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out? God leads you that way, family member or friend. When you see the naked, that you cover him and not hide yourself from your own flesh. That you light, that your light shall spring forth like the morning. Your healing shall spring forth speedily. Last year, I, a woman said after prayer about two weeks ago, she started this fast, joined the church, started the fast in 2019 with a diagnosis of cancer. She ended 2019 with a diagnosis of her body being totally cancer-free. That's what he's talking about here. Your health can spring forth mightily. You all might remember in 2019, my wife and I just received an email. In 2019, we prayed for several couples who could not conceive and were believing God for a baby. A couple of days ago, we received an email that, yes, indeed, one of them has conceived, took pictures to show us confirmation and proof that she is indeed pregnant, and they are expecting their new baby in August of 2020. Somebody ought to give God praise and glory for that. All I'm telling you all, if you believe God, all things are possible to him that believes. Whatever you want to believe him for, it is possible. So their healing will spring forth speedily. Uh, then your light shall dawn in the darkness and your darkness in the noonday. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought. Strengthen your bones and you shall be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. Those from among you shall build the old waste places. This is us corporately. You shall raise up the foundation of many generations and you shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to dwell in. Corporately, God has called us to the Powder Springs area to rebuild, the, help rebuild the school system, help rebuild the streets, to build businesses, to build neighborhoods, to bring, build strip malls, to create opportunities, to create jobs, to really make the city better and repair it and build it because God is here. Folks, one day I want people to say that Powder Springs was one way, but man, ever since Linked Up Church has been there, it has some of the best schools, it has some of the best restaurants, it has some of the best shopping. It has some of the best subdivisions. It has become one of the best cities in the entire county. Why? Because God is there, folks. That is what he's called us to do corporately. It is not about building bigger buildings. It is about building bigger people. And when we build bigger people, we will always need bigger buildings. Folks, it's not about the pastor getting a new car and the first lady dressing nice. This is about your life coming up and you getting the things and growing to the place that God wants you to come. If a church makes it about the people, then God will give the church everything that it needs to repair and build and to uh, restore in the name of Jesus. And I just need 10 people who believe that right now to give God your best praise in this place. So let me wrap this up. Ten benefits of fasting. Number one, have the proper motivation for fasting. In verses one through five, he was re uh, rebuking them because they were fasting for strife and debate. Spend time reflecting on your own motives for fasting. Ask yourself, are my motives pure? Never look for personal gain. 
Look to fast for the Lord's benefit. Number two, not about you. It's about God's will for you in verses four through five. Okay? Notice he said, you will not fast this day to make your voice heard on high. Is this not the fast that I have chosen? I want to encourage you, just like Minister Bernard said, do what the Lord instructs you to do. Get yourself out of the way. Get free from addictions. I'm challenging you to leave drugs in 2019. Leave alcohol in 2019. Leave cigarettes in 2019. Leave fornication in 2019. Leave cursing in 2019. And leave all bad relationships in 2019. Some of you all, when you walk out of here today, just leave it in the sanctuary, leave it in the worship center, leave it on the altar. I will not be who I was in 2020. Won't be who I was in 2019 and 2020. Number three, releasing burdens, benefit. So he's going to undo heavy burdens and break every yoke. So whatever financial burdens, burdens of stress, sickness and disease, protection and safety, believe for those things. Not only for this year, but for the whole decade. Number four, help others in need. So whatever you're fasting, whatever times you're not eating, think about who can I be a blessing to. Deal your bread to the hungry, according to first seven. Help others in need. Get involved in community projects. Give clothes, shoes. We're going to have a, a shoe drive. Whatever it is, be sure to think about someone less fortunate than you. Those that might be losing their homes, can't pay their bills, right? Don't have clothes to wear. Think about someone lower than you. And when you help bring someone up, God will send someone into your life that's higher than you to help bring you up, okay? It's reaching down and somebody else reaching up, okay? Now, uh, number five here, your health or your healing and your health. Your health, according to verse 8a, will spring forth speedily. You can believe for yourself or you can also stand in proxy for a loved one. Maybe you don't need healing or health, but you can stand in the gap for someone who does during this 21 days of prayer and fast. Number six, there will be a, le a release of God's power in your life, according to 8b. He said, and your righteousness shall go before you, and the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. The King James Version says, your re reward. So the glory is his splendor and honor. It's literally going to go uh, before you, and it's going to be your rear reward. It literally means to restore, to recover, and put back together. There are things that you all have lost, things that have been gone for years. It's coming back. I'm talking about opportunities, careers, jobs, resources, all kind of stuff that you thought was lost is coming back. Broken relationships are getting ready to be put back together with fathers, mothers, children, siblings, all kind of different things if you'll just press in and believe God for that. Uh, expect answered prayers. Expect answered prayers. Uh, verse 9a says the Lord shall answer so expect him to answer your prayer number 8 repentance and reconciliation it says here that he will take away from you the mist of the yoke in 9b that means the putting forth of your finger disdainful insulting of others any kind of ill words or talking bad to other people identify and repent from any sin that you need to uh, uh, during this fast from your mouth fear hatred unforgiveness bitterness right ask God to forgive you but then also be willing to forgive others and then I want to challenge you even further seek to reconcile with others that you know you need to reconcile with okay? you know more about that than I do all right and then supernatural guidance or number nine instruction where it's been dark 
and adversity turn to prosperity. Watch this. Then your light shall dawn in the darkness, and your darkness shall be as noonday. What is he talking about here? Places in your life where it's been dark, you're going to now begin to prosper in those areas. I want to say that one more time. Places in your life where it looks like it's been dark, and it has been dark, you're getting ready to prosper in those areas. Supernatural guidance in dry places. Number, last one, and then we're done. The Lord will guide you continually, and he'll satisfy your soul in drought. What he told me here, specifically what he's referring to, is relationships, jobs, careers, callings, businesses, and entrepreneurs. In the area of relationships, there are people that have just been believing God. And for whatever reason, it just doesn't seem like it's happening. I'm telling you, your season is now. That's where I saw you. Just help me out, babe. Just stand to your feet, London. Just saw your faithfulness. Saw your heart, right? Saw your prayers. Saw your moments by yourself. Saw your moments in the house. And uh, it's your season. And so just lift your hands to the Father. And God's going to give you instruction. He's going to give you guidance and he's going to give you wisdom. You're going to know it when you see it. There may be a few false ones, a lot of different movements, uh, but you're going to know on the inside is what the Spirit of God is saying. And just trust him. Right? Your season. Yeah, we download that to her right now. You didn't realize it, but your white today was confirmation to me because what the Lord has said to me was because you remain pure. He was literally preparing something that needed to match your private commitment before him. So he had you wear that today as a confirmation to me because it's your purity that's brought you to this place. So you get ready. And we're going to rejoice with her. We're going to, man, listen. Come on, somebody. I mean, we're going to rejoice and give God glory. Man, I'm talking about like you have never seen a place rejoice and give God glory before. Now I close. I challenge Linked Up Church, those that are physically in this building and those watching online, Let's not get this year. Let's get this year started off right. Let's be intentional, intentional about making this the best year and decade of our lives. Okay? Now listen to me. For the first time in this church's history, we already have close to 1,500 people already signed up. And that's before we got to this service. So I already know and I am excited that we're going to get the most participation we've ever gotten. But I want all of it. You're visiting today, I'm not talking to you, but if you are a member of this church, press in with us over these next 21 days. Let's all stand to our feet.
Lift your hands to the Father and just begin to worship him for a moment.